know, when I started a business, I knew I want to bake in supporting others because my mom has always taught me, hey, if you know you're doing good in the world and good things are happening to you, make sure you don't forget about people and you can help throughout the process. You don't have to be a super big business to start giving back. So that's I want to bake it in from the beginning. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, this is Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady, and I want to welcome you to another edition of the Small Biz Pack podcast. Today, we have a very interesting guest. Her name is Angel Johnson, and she's the CEO and founder of Iconi, a motivational and inclusive activewear line that donates 10% of their profits to nonprofit organizations. Angel, welcome to the Small Biz Chat podcast. Thank you for having me. All right, so... You got to tell me, how did you, there's so many athleisure wear kind of lines out here. Tell me how you found yourself starting this company and, 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 you know, how did you get the idea and how long have you been in business? So I started the, founded the company in October, 2019, and it came to me at 1am in the morning when I was working a long night shift. Um, and I turned to one of the sergeants I was working with and I said, Hey, I'm going to start an activewear company. And he said, I'm just trying to make it through the shift, ma'am. We get off at 4 (laughs) a.m. But the whole idea behind it came when I went to the gym on base, and it's definitely a male-dominated environment, any base gyms, um, as most gyms are. And I was working out with one of my friends, and he said, hey, Angel, I don't know what type of leggings those are that you're wearing, but I can see everything. And so that was a horrifying enough experience for me to start, start a business because a lot of activewear out there isn't truly squat proof. So if a woman's squatting, she should feel comfortable and secure in her body to know that no one's looking and seeing her underwear through it. So that's the whole premise behind Iconi. I have definitely seen people walking in the mall and they don't know you can see their whole business behind them. Uh, you mentioned that you you were in the military? Yes, I was in the Air Force for eight years. Oh, wow. Okay. So you made your transition from being in the military to being an entrepreneur? Yes, I did that in August of 2021. Okay. So tell me, how did you come up with your name, Iconi? Does it stand for something? Yes, actually, it stands for I Can Overcome, Nothing's Impossible. I wanted my motivational activewear line to have a motivational name. Very neat. Very neat. Was it hard when you first got started to figure out sort of like how you were going to manufacture? I mean, I don't know if you have a sewing background, but like, how did you get started manufacturing your your initial products? I think that was the toughest part, learning, hey, do I use a a middleman to do it? And the price associated with that. And so it was definitely some failed iterations before that. And then I finally learned that, hey, if you talk directly to the factories, um, not only do you get the best price, but you kind of streamline the communication and make sure they know what you want and not what the middle person wants. So that's really how I got into it. And then a lot of tons of research and a lot of trial and error. So where do you manufacture your stuff? 
So I will either manufacture it in China, Hong Kong, which is treated separately than China or Korea, South Korea. I see. I see. So how do you sell your athletic wear? I know you have a website. I've been all over your business website, but do you sell it just through your website or do you sell through any other channels? Well, we sell through our website and then we also sell through Amazon and the partnership we've had built with Amazon has really helped the business. So what percentage would you say of your sales sort of like come from your website versus Amazon in terms of your so About 40% through Amazon and 60% through our website. Okay. And what kinds of things, you know, has Amazon enabled you to do? Like, do they have any, I don't know, support services or anything that like sort of like helped you figure out how to really leverage their platform? Yes, I actually really love Amazon. Um, I'm in their Black Business Accelerator program that was just started in 2020, specifically for Black-owned businesses. They help you learn how to do advertising. They give you a mentor to help you make sure all your listings are um, good. So that's something I've really appreciated from them. So you would definitely recommend that program? I would definitely recommend that program. And they have a lot of courses that Uh, business owners can tap into not just black owned businesses, but this accelerator program really helps black owned businesses. Okay. Now, when you kind of first started out and you had this first germ of an idea, like, did you have a plan to be an e-commerce business? I had a plan to be an e-commerce. I definitely didn't actually want to set up a storefront because I am an extreme introvert. So even like doing this is like, stepping out of my box for me. So I was thinking, hey, let me leverage e-commerce because I can talk to a lot of people without having to be in the room with a lot of people at once. Mm -hmm. So as you were growing your business, what made you get interested in, you know, setting up your business on the Amazon store? It was actually Oprah's favorite things. Um, When we got selected for that, one of the prerequisites was to put your stuff onto Amazon so someone could shop Oprah's favorite things list all in one click. Oh, wow. So were you one of Oprah's favorite things this past holiday? I was uh, in 2020. Oh, wow. What an amazing break for a one-year-old business. How in the world did you get that? What, what, I mean, did you submit? Did they call you? Like Everybody wants to know how to become one of Oprah's favorite things. And I have no idea. So I, like I, I, have a, I applied for tons of stuff in 2020, but there was never a submission form. You can't really apply for it. And so I got a call before it, the list came out and they were like, hey, we want to feature you in Oprah's favorite things. You can send us some products. And I thought it was a scam at first. I had to definitely check the email. I was like, let me research this email, make sure they have the right ads. And then I researched it and they, they sent me an overnight label. I was like, oh, overnight labels cost like $100. This must be real. And <laughs> so I was like, no one pays for this. And then, yes, yeah, so they were like, hey, you're, we, we went through the deliberation process. You're in Oprah's favorite things. And I was like, what? And so everyone always asks me that story, but I, I don't ever have a good answer. Well, you know what? Who knows? Somebody heard about you. Somebody got some of your product and and got it to Oprah and she loved it because I do know that she does not put her stamp on things that she does not legitimately like and use. So, I mean, that's just amazing. So I know that you transitioned from military service into your business. Has being a veteran been a help to you or has it been a hindrance at all? 
I think people tend to trust veteran-owned businesses a lot. So I think that is helpful also. But I think personally for me, it's been a lot different. It's been a whole overhaul of my life. I went from someone always telling me what to do and how to move and how to do everything to having to plan my own schedule. So the first couple of months I thought to myself, like, I can't do this. I need, I need more structure. And I actually had to give myself structure. So like my days are so structured because I'm used to that. That's what I'm used to. Interesting. I bet you there's a lot of other entrepreneurs that could use some of that structure. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so they don't get caught, you know, looking at TikTok for an hour. Anyway, so I know that some of your proceeds go to nonprofit organizations. So can you tell us about some of your nonprofit partners? So we donate 10% of our profits to nonprofit organizations. And some that we donate to are Close the Kids of Denver, Girls on the Run of the Rockies, um, My Sister's House, which is in Charleston, South Carolina, the Food Bank of the Rockies, and many more organizations. And really how those partnerships started like when I, I was already volunteering at Close the Kids of Denver before I even started a business. And when I started a business, I knew I want to bake in supporting others because my mom has always taught me, hey, if you know, you're doing good in the world and good things are happening to you, make sure you don't forget about people and you can help throughout the process. You don't have to be a super big business to start giving back. So that's, I want to bake it in from the beginning. And then I thought, hey, the first nonprofit I should support is Close the Kids of Denver because I I'm actively working here and I see that we're struggling. As a volunteer, I saw that we were struggling. We didn't have enough clothes, especially during the pandemic because people thought, do I donate my clothes? And then some of the clothes we couldn't take anymore. We're like, hey, you know, you actually have to wash them now before you donate them before we could do that. But now with the pandemic, and then I saw that throughout the pandemic, a lot of people were suffering on their own so they couldn't donate to nonprofits. So I wanted to do everything I could to help support nonprofits, especially in my community. Now, your business is based in Denver. That's where you are? Yes. Oh, Based cool. in Denver. Tell me about some of the things that feed your soul as an entrepreneur. What is your favorite podcast that you listen to? I, well, obviously, I'm going to say your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but things that feed my soul as an entrepreneur are customer emails. I always love that when a customer will send me an email, especially ones with photos like, Hey, I love your activewear. Another thing that feeds my soul is designing the activewear. That's actually like, I think that's one of the best parts, just sitting there and sketching out something. And then when you see it come to life, I'm like, Oh, wow, this was just a sketch. And I always like keep those. And then I think the third thing is being able to give back to nonprofits. So making sure I can help others and then just seeing that. And we've also donated clothes. We made custom shirts for Close to Kids of Denver about being ambitious. And those shirts didn't even last an hour in the store because all the kids wow. wanted them. Wow. So it's just, I thought that was really cute. <laughs> so now I know that you have a brand new line. You have a spring line that's about to come out. Tell us about it. Yes, so we have a collection on April 16th that's releasing. It's called the Back to Basics Collection, and it has our largest size range to date. It's going to be small through 4X large, and we're calling it the Back to Basics Collection because our society is so obsessed with being like the best, the greatest, better, and a lot of times we need to realize that we can exist within our own being, and then especially during our fitness and health journeys, we need to find more productive ways to motivate each other and motivate ourselves without comparing ourselves to others. Cause a lot of times that's how you get hurt on your fitness journey, either copying Instagram workouts or so 
And um, the nonprofit we'll be supporting with this Back to Basics collection is the Mile High Miracles. They're women that have been through the rehabilitation process. And now at this stage of their process, they're learning how to get back to their being, how they were before their abuser or their addiction. Wow, what a wonderful charity. And I'm excited. Listen, you've made you've motivated me, you know, I've got a big (laughs) milestone birthday coming up this year, and I'm trying to get some of these pounds off. So I think I need some new gear. So I'm 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 gonna get on your website when we're done here. Of all of the 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 products and, and different technologies that you use in your business, what do you think is your favorite business app? My favorite business app, I think, is Shopify. It's my back end for my store. The reason why I just love Shopify is all the analytic data that they provide. I think they make the whole buying process for the customer, you setting up your website, like so easy. Mm-hmm. A lot of entrepreneurs, particularly when they're early on in their journey, they have that one business book that really impacted them the most and maybe made them feel like they could actually do it. And I was wondering, what is your favorite business book that you've ever read? My favorite business book is Profit First by um, by Mike McCallowitz, who is actually one of my college classmates. I've known him for forever. Oh, nice. We both went to Virginia Tech. Yes, that's my that's my favorite all like all time favorite book because I think it's very practical. Like I have my account set up the way that book has and and it has allowed me to pay myself and make sure my business is being profitable without and then operate with what I can because it definitely like honed me and like you if you don't need to spend seventy percent of your stuff on operating expenses, don't operate with more of a lean budget. I one hundred percent agree, and that's a really good book. I I actually enjoy all of Mike's books, but Profit First is is definitely, that's his legendary book. And, and, and I love it. I'm a big fan of the pumpkin plan too, but don't tell him anyway. But, um, but now tell me this, I know you're still just a few years into your business, but what do you think is the best business advice that you've ever gotten? The best business advice that actually resonated into my personal life too, is from my pastor. And she said to elevate your faith above your level of anxiety. And there was the whole message around that was like, you have to have faith and you have to do the work. You're going to have anxiety throughout your whole process, even business, life, whatever. But make sure you're doing the work so you can see the outcome. Don't let your anxiety stop you from even doing the work. I really appreciate that. That is that is words to live by 100%. It's tweetable too. I love it. So- <laughs> Listen, tell us if we're interested in getting some of your athletic wear. Tell me again what your website is and how we can get in touch with you. It's Iconi, I-C-O-N-I.com, or you can shop Amazon.com slash Iconi. Love it. All right. Thank you so much for being here on the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Now, for those of you listening, if you are interested in getting your business online, I want you to head over to smallbizladyuniversity.com. We have plenty of courses there to help you start making the money you really deserve online. Head over to Small Biz Lady University and check us out. All right, till next time, I'll leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. This is Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Belinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, 
Visit SucceedAsYourOwnBoss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.